everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And uh, with me today, my guest is uh, the host of Between Light and Shadow, a Twilight Zone podcast. He's also the creator of My Life in the Shadow of the Twilight Zone, a Twilight Zone blog that he started up way back in 2007. I think you have like one one or two posts back then, and then, then you really kick in the 12th gear in 2009. Yeah, the 50th anniversary is when I really kind of ramped it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I would say I would say definitively that you are an expert in the Twilight Zone. So, so Mr. Craig Beam, welcome to the show. Thank you, and that is a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't consider myself an expert. I, I probably would call myself an enthusiast. Um, well, but uh, but sure, hey, I'll, I'll fake my way through this. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll just. I call you an expert. That way, it takes the pressure off me for being an expert. So, oh, I see. So there's an ulterior motive by having me on here. Okay, yeah, got exactly. It. Like, oh, uh, this guy is just so much better than me. That way, I can. Ugh. That way, I can suck and not have any issues. <laughs> I'll try to make you look good, man. Oh, uh, thank, thank, thank you. Uh, how are you doing, Craig? I know, I know, you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, yeah. Um, my uh, the office where I work has been kind of like plague central, so we've kind of just been passing all kinds of stuff around. Uh, um, and it, I've actually done pretty well as far as not catching anything but uh this week it seems to have finally caught up to me but um i'm feeling okay right now so i think i think i can get through this without um suddenly you know ending up unconscious or or something right. or, or, or or dying and right, and right. Which, which would be really bad because i don't actually have like your phone number so <laughs> so i'll be like uh craig's wife craig's yeah. wife anybody uh, eventually someone will come in here and find me <laughs> So okay. don't sweat it. If, if I if I pass on during this recording, um, yeah, it will right. be all right. There's a conting, uh, contingency. That's great. Sure. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, uh, we are talking today about episode 22. It's episode 17, but the title is 22, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, originally aired February 10th of 61. With a uh, with a certain Elizabeth Powell as Barbara Nichols, Jonathan Harris uh, from Lost in Space, uh, and a few other things uh, as the, as the Doctor, uh, not Doctor Smith in in this case. Uh, Fred Wayne <laughs> as Barney, uh, directed by Jack Smite, who directed four episodes, um, and also the Illustrated Man movie, the uh, based off of the Ray Bradbury novel. All right, uh, yeah, anthology actually, uh, and then uh, teleplay by Rod Serling, uh, based off of I guess an. Um, uh, one of his one of his friends who ran the publishing company gave him the famous ghost stories book, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a there's a story in there that that kind of spurred this on. Um, so synopsis wise, get this knocked out. Barbara Nichols, a dancer, is in the hospital after suffering from a nervous breakdown. She keeps having a recurring dream. Keeps having that's redundant. Uh, a recurring dream where she swears uh, it's predict- predicting her death. In the dream, a woman opens up a door to a morgue and says, "Room for one more, honey," and then gives like a like a knowing glance to the camera. <laughs> After repeating the dream over and over and over again with redundancy, she is eventually released from the hospital to take a trip to Miami. And right as as she's about to board the plane, the flight attendant, the same woman from her dream, calmly tells Barbara, <gasps> "Room for one more, honey," and then gives a knowing glance. <laughs> Barbara runs off screaming. And of course, a few minutes later, she's watching the plane take off, and the plane explodes. Turns out, hey, dreams weren't a dream after. Well, I mean, they were still a dream, but guess what? It was predicting her death. Yeah. 
and there you go. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, so Craig, get us started. What are your What are your thoughts on the episode? Um. Well, nine out of ten critics agree that uh, twenty two is an episode of <laughs> yeah. the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I, I read. Um, I read that. I read that. <laughs> um, I was in TV Guide that that month. I, th- I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't have that issue, but uh, uh, you know, it's uh, well. Maybe we should just kind of go go back to the beginning. Okay. Um, the first thing that always strikes me when I see this one is she's like really, really nervous, like intensely nervous. We don't really know why she's nervous. Um, I feel like maybe that would have been a nice little insight into her character if we knew what the problem was. Yeah. Um, uh, but watching someone get into an elevator even if you're nervous, that's not a scary thing. So what always strikes me is that she follows this, this nurse into the elevator, even though she's terrified, which for me, if like, if I was terrified that I probably just wouldn't go, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Right. <laughs> right, right. Right. But she does. She follows her down there. Like, like, I'll, like, like I'll take the stairs, you know, something, it, something yeah. else. Right. Um, I mean, she's clearly not being supervised. <laughs> so <laughs> right. just, I'd probably just leave. <laughs> but but what 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 struck me watching it now because I, I probably haven't seen this for a while it's been a few years since I watched this one um as she follows this nurse down to the to the basement I just kept thinking it's like it's like a, a horror movie where like like the main character like follows or goes down into the basement and you're screaming at the mo- the, the the screen don't don't go down there oh my god yeah. don't go down there and she goes down there and and it, it occurred to me that I don't know that there's an earlier example in film or TV of that particular horror cliche um, of this person doing exactly the opposite of what sense would dictate. Yeah. Um, and I wondered, did, did Serling actually invent that? <laughs> like, can we thank him for that too? Yeah. For, it, for, there was a, uh, it, there was a patent for it. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I think, I think put that in there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's just funny to me. And I, of course, you know, it's, it's a story. It's got to move forward. That's kind of the basis for it all. But it just strikes me as funny that if this person is so, so, uh, anxious and nervous, it's like, why is she, why is she going down to the dark, scary basement to begin with? Cause I, again, I, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. In the, the thing I always found about the, this episode was she, she says she's like compelled to follow, right? Uh, but I never get the sense that she's really being compelled to to do this. Right. right? What is what is compelling her? Like why? Yeah. Like um, uh, I mean the 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 clearest comparison I would have is perchance to dream, right? And hmm. and and like at least in that one with all the Dutch angles and stuff like that, it, it feels like it's a dream, and it feels like he's being like like he, pro- probably part of that is the narration as well, where he's like, I I have to. I don't know why, but I have to. Well, it's Suzanne Lloyd. I would have to, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I, I would have no control. I'd be following. Sure, I'll go on that ride with you. What? Oh, yeah, of course I will. Yeah, I'll die. Sure. This sound, look, it sounds uh, fun. You make it sound good. Die so, happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the other question I have is, so she's had a nervous breakdown, and she's just in a regular hospital bed. Is that what they did with you then, if you had a nervous breakdown? Is they just stuck you in a hospital? 
<laughs> just in a regular hospital bed and you just sit there for like a week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, at least in uh, in a nightmare at 20,000 feet, when Shatner has a nervous breakdown, he's he was in like a facility. He was in like a sanitarium or whatever the appropriate term for the time was. Right. I don't think he was just sitting at like, you know, general hospital for four or five weeks. But. Yeah, like like this hospital, you go, you have a nervous breakdown, and they're like, okay, cool, let's put you in this room, and mm-hmm. on the other side, there's a guy who broke his leg, <laughs> and and then like another dude like had his appendix taken out, and like, right, oh, give me some ice cream for my tonsils, you know. I mean, we're obviously in a much more enlightened age uh, in medical terms, but I, I don't, I don't know that it was that more, much more primitive then, you know. I mean, you know, unless they're sticking leeches on her or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a steak. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you have a nervous breakdown. Here's a steak for your forehead, you know? Uh, you know, so, I, I would like a steak when I'm nervous, personally. That, that's true. Like a, like a nice sirloin. Mm, or T-bone. Mm, yeah. Nice nice ribeye. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's the problem with this episode is there's not enough T-bones. Right. There are, there's, there's, a, there's a conspicuous lack of beef in this episode. <laughs> uh, but what we do get is a great amount of cheesecake. Yes. <laughs> um boobs boobs for days i i she ah uh, hmm. yeah she she's she's buxom i know she she is um gifted in that department um and um you know we, we never find out for sure you know what exactly she does for a living it's implied that she's a stripper yes or i'm sorry dancer not <laughs> not not stripper come on bonnie um, come on I mean, bonnie bonnie uh you know what a more pc term for that i don't know like clothing removal technician uh metal pole stress tester uh you know or or stripper we can just stripper yeah stripper stripper i i do i do have a question about uh you know she you know he he says she's a stripper and then she's like a, a dancer right uh like i don't know if we need to get into this too much but how much how much different was stripping back then than it is now i I just i just wonder you know yeah if it's more like you know you know what we would consider now you know to be uh gosh i don't know was it more like vaudevillian was it like uh you know just more of like a like a rockettes kind of a like a dance routine thing um or or like a uh madeline khan and blazing saddles oh sure like, sure. like one of those types of things? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. These are the things that we need to know. These are important. <laughs> yes. And so I, so, I was clearly remiss when I did not explore that in my blog when I covered this episode. Um, hey, there's, so there's, there's time now. There's time. All the time <laughs> in the world. Uh, <sighs> uh, all the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so she she's running around with... I mean, does it, she has, she's not in like a hospital gown either, which is something I know. Like she's just still mm. like in her, in her dancing outfit <laughs> and she's been in there for a couple of days, I guess. Right. I, or, or at least, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, it's a little tricky following the timeline. Cause I don't think they're kind of vague on like how long she's been there. How long has it been? You know, because a little bit later we have the whole lengthy exchange, you know, with the doctor and Bonnie and uh and then she's just sort of being discharged and we don't know like how long how much time has passed 
Um, what I wonder is what changed to make them decide to release her at all? Because in the previous scene, I mean, she's still going on and on about, you know, what's everything that's happening in this horrible dream and, and what does it all mean? And then they're letting her go. And I, I just, that, that's, I mean, I know, I know it's a half hour show. They got like 25 minutes to, to get through it, but it's like, eh, a little bit more, you know, like, why did they let her out? Yeah, that you're right. It's it's a really weird, disjointed transition where it's just like, you know what? How could she have known that that room was room 22? How could she have known? All right, let's release her. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no explanation. My only theory in that is that perhaps she gave the doctor a private show. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna mm-hmm. dance for you. Twenty-two, yeah. a twenty-two. It's Twilight Zone after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, bow. Uh, the good old, good old. After midnight, yeah, and that's that's our next that's our next podcast. <laughs> Just kept... a, a a seventeen plus uh, Twilight right. Zone episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, okay, so then she goes, and she goes to the airport, and blah, blah, plane blows up, et cetera, et cetera. So this is where I start asking, like, and this kind of became my sort of, like, approach when I was doing the blog, and then also when I started the podcast was, when I when I get to the end, the first question I ask is, what was the point? <laughs> now, sometimes it's really obvious, you know, like, walking distance, you... Stop looking behind, start looking. You know, sometimes they give it to you in the dialogue, you know, stop looking behind you, start looking ahead. Um, and here, I, and maybe I'm overthinking it at this point, like, why? Why did all of this happen? Because we don't, we don't really know this character. We just know that she's a nervous stripper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whatever whatever supernatural thing that we're witnessing here where she's having these precognitive dreams that are going to assist her later in the real world to save her life. Why are we saving her life? I mean, does she go on to do something important? You know, does she, does she eventually bear a child that, that cures polio? I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's not. And, you know, I kind of expect this sort of stuff later in the show, like in the fifth season. Mm Hmm. Because there's a lot less, the moral compass of the fifth season is very different if it's even there at all. It's, there's a lot more chaos going on. But, you know, in the first few years of the show, I mean, it's, there's usually a reason for things. There's usually some greater thing, co- greater cosmic thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird this early in the show, because we're about midway through season two, to see something that just really feels like, why? I mean, what's the point? There's no, we don't get a backstory there's really not a character arc that we're witness to. There's no like redemption. Uh, there's just these premonitions and then a brush with death. And there's like that payoff. Yeah. But it, what you end up with is something that's really not a lot of weight to it. Yeah. Um, and that's why, I mean, I don't know if this is an episode that a lot of people would cite as a favorite. Uh, it doesn't feel like a twilight zone to me much at all. Um, and yeah. not just be, not just because it's shot on video, you know, it doesn't look like one either, but it doesn't, uh, are you familiar with, uh, one step beyond? Um, no, not really. It's, not. it's another anthology show that was on around the same time. Um, 
much, much like this. Like this, this could have been a one step beyond. They did a lot of stuff like this with like premonitions and astral projection and just things, you know, weird, weird kind of real life sort of mysterious things. Um, um, I I think I think I think those like this episode and and some of those things like the the payoff is just for the audience member like it's mm. it's just like hey here audi- it's it's not for the characters within the the story it's for right. you watching and yeah. uh, I mean it could be argued that yeah I mean it's all for the viewer's pleasure of course but like this one is just there's there's no point to the twist other than to give you that that like oh look at that. <laughs> Right, it's a punchline episode. Yeah, it's like everything just just for that one payoff moment, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I, having said everything I said, I don't dislike it. Mm. Um, you know, there is a fairly effective creepiness going on. Like, there's there's a vibe there, um, and uh, I do enjoy the boobs. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, that always brings me back. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't hate it. I just don't like it especially. So it kind of just lives in that middle region where it's like, I don't really have much of a strong opinion about it, but I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. 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 Um, have you, have you ever had a, a situation or, or a dream in, in any way, like where you like, you wake up and you're like, like you've, or like the alarm goes off right before you wake up, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. I, I friggin' son of a bitch, I knew that thing was coming. I <laughs> I, I felt it. Or, or like, or like before the alarm starts, like you're in, you're in school in your dream, and then mm-hmm. uh, somehow you you I don't know, like any kind of like weird premonitiony feelings from dreams. Um, I actually unfortunately don't remember a lot of my dreams, which uh-huh. has kind of always been a not a sore subject, but I, you know, I really wish I, you know, I think the whole, the whole concept of dreaming is fascinating. The whole, the whole, all of it, just the idea that, and there's different theories on what it is. You know, some, some say it's just your brain purging useless information that you accumulated throughout the day. Mm. Even that's really interesting, yeah. you know, but if there are all these deeper meanings to things and I've actually just started rewatching twin peaks, uh, in preparation for the new Twin Peaks that's coming on, I think nice. in June. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Agent Cooper is talking about, you know, this the kind of decoding mysteries through his dreaming, and I just thought that was fascinating because that to me seems like there's a it's like there's there's reason to it. I mean, we may not understand the reason um, or the mechanism, but it's still the brain like working things out. Yeah. Um, and. I don't know if that means that I just don't figure things out because I don't remember the dreams or if it's so subconscious that I just think I, 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 I solve things. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I will tell you that I almost every morning wake up right before my alarm goes off. That's stupid alarm. Stupid. I hate it. I hate it because it even happens on weekends when my alarm's not set. Yes. Um, but I, my, my, bio clock is so rigidly set that yeah i always wake up about 5 45 and yeah. it sucks i i'm, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the the twin peaks right and with the whole david lynch thing i mm-hmm. uh because i i just watched last night again i i just love the movie mulholland drive right? oh my god yes just, I, I absolutely love it 
And Ugh. and a lot of people get confused by that movie and and really the first time you watch it you're like I don't know what just happened. Right. Uh, but that the, you know the, the entire first half of that movie is that that's all her dream, right? That's all right. uh Naomi Watts's dream. Mm-hmm. And right. uh you know they, they even say like lines in it like oh, I feel like I'm waking up in a dream or like right. this is a dream come true stuff like that. Um and and so yeah, like that whole in in Mahal and Drive is really a mystery of finding out like what does all this mean right um and so i i I like that you brought up the twin peaks uh because you know mahal and drive was originally supposed to be like a twin peaks spinoff almost right um there's a lot of uh you know dream logic which is kind of a thing that i i kind of go back to a lot and and there are a few twilight zones that kind of operate on that level Uh, but a lot of david lynch operates on that level Mm -hmm. i mean even like with Twin Peaks, for example, I mean, even when it's not a character is not dreaming, it's still pretty, pretty, pretty goofy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's um, I I think I, back to the scene where like they're they're just like in a living room and the dude's playing guitar and they're all just like they're there's like it's like a dreamy kind of like soap opera singing mm-hmm. song. And right. Uh, um, no, I'm I, I mean, I'm only I think like four episodes into it but i i love twin peaks so much it's been a really long time since i watched it so this has been like a blast um and uh i'm really excited about the new series coming on yes yes uh did did you did you ever like a did you like a racer head because that that's one that i oh yeah um like before i became a fan of david lynch i was like oh let's see what this eraser head's about and i was like <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know what I don't know what the heck I just watched. What did I just? Oh my god! My brain has changed. I'm never gonna be the same. Again. That, yeah, that is. Um, speaking of dream logic, I mean, that's not even that. That's something else on a different level. It's like nightmare logic because that is, that is a deeply disturbing movie. But it's, I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, I, you know, whenever I think of things by Lynch that I'm not as passionate about, uh, like let me think of something. Uh, a blue blue velvet. Eh, blue velvet. I I like blue velvet. I mean, it's, I feel like that kind of is what sort of led to Twin Peaks. Um, but uh, the straight story is I've never really got into that one. Um, and I think that was like his single, like most. Is that the is that the right title for that? Um, well, no, the dude like cross goes cross country on a tractor or something. <laughs> It's his most like straightforward movie. Like I think it's like got like an actual plot in the beginning and the middle of the end. But is that um, is that before or after like Elephant Man? After. Okay. All right. Yeah, and it's. I think it's even after. It might even be after Mulholland Drive. It's, I think it's one of his sort of more recent ones. Huh. But um, uh, but no, I mean, Eraserhead is just like this giant like proclamation to the world. It's like I'm David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I am weirder than any of y'all. I mean, it's just, it's, there's a statement to that movie that I just really appreciate. Uh, I don't know that there's ever, had ever been anything before that that was even remotely as bizarre. Yeah. So, so avant garde. Yeah. I love it though. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, I, I watched, uh, he has, he has his like shorts. It was on, mm-hmm. on Netflix, right? And mm-hmm. his ABCs, like, like that's that's nightmare inducing. Have have you seen that right. little clip? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Like that's so. And and that and that was another thing that was based off of a dream, right? Because because right. his his niece, I guess, was like 
she was really, really sick. And so, um, uh, like he, he, he did this little short based off of his niece being really, really sick. And then like uh-huh. having these dreams about the ABCs. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. Hey, good job, David Lynch. Yeah. Love that work. guy. I do. I, I love him. And I mean, it's funny because I mean, even a, a, like, you know, someone who's so known for just really bizarre stuff. I mean, I think the average viewer could sit down with almost any of his stuff and just walk away. Like, I don't even know what that was and just, <laughs> and just move on with their lives, you know? But I think for those of us that are a little maybe darker minded, uh-huh. if that makes sense, or a little, a little, like just a little skewed in our perception of reality, I think really latch on to, to his stuff. And, uh, another good one, uh, lost highway is another one that I really like. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I haven't seen lost highway and so oh. I, I need to, it's good. I, I need to. I need I, to. I would. I would agree. You do. You should get on that. All right. Well, I'm out. See yeah. you. <laughs> Turn off the mic. Go get the. Uh, yeah. 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 Um. So. So we talk about movies, right? And and I always make the joke about this episode, and I'm, and I'm sure many other people do. I'm not unique in this. Saying, "Hey, this is a prequel to Final Destination." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you, uh, what What do you think about that uh, comparison? Is it apt? I think it's valid. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of core idea. Um, but I think if you start comparing final destination to twilight zones, I mean, you're going to end up hitting a lot of other ones too. You know, any, any of the, you know, like the, the grim reaper type stuff, um, you kind of cross over with that. I don't, it's been a really long time since I saw that and I never saw the sequel. So I don't really know if, I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now, but um, the uh, the whole thing is they're they're on a plane. He has a premonition that the plane's going to crash, so like he gets off the plane, and then like he and his friends get off the plane, and then one by one they start dying. Is that yeah? Does that yeah, sound right? Okay. That's it. Nailed it. Um, it's so like you sure. wrote the movie. Yeah, I may have. You know, you get to be my age, the memory goes, man. Yeah. That's like the first thing that goes. Well, the looks go. Then the memory goes. Well, um, I, you know, I, you know, you men start to look, you know, more dapper. I think when they're uh, older, you know. Yeah, not all of us do. They they, f- <laughs> they fill out. <laughs> they do. They yes, I I certainly do. I did um and continue to. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I think that's that's an apt comparison. Um. I'm trying to think of other examples of of this kind of idea manifesting in films. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean that that's like the one that that springs to mind, you know, immediately. Yeah. I I can't really think of any other ones off the top of my head either. And I think I mean the Twilight Zone in general is great as far as tracing its influence throughout the later generations because I mean there's all kinds of stuff that you know you will see and go that has to be inspired by a Twilight Zone. Um but yeah. Um, like uh like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, that's, that's a. I was just throwing was out that, Disney movies. Was that just like the first thing that came? Oh, <laughs> well, my my uh, Chelsea, my wife, she bought Beauty and the Beast for our son. So, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like it's fresh. It's fresh in yeah. mind. Yeah, I uh, I saw a lot of Beauty and the Beast when my kids were really young. Um, uh, that and The Lion King got like daily play. Yeah, I know. So that's I, right. I pretty much know those things by heart. Um, but you know, when you say Beauty and the Beast, my head goes to the the Jean Cocteau one. <laughs> Which, 
from whatever it is, like 1940-something. Oh, oh. Uh, I, the French one. Yeah. Which I, is great. I think uh, of Linda Hamilton and Ron oh, Perlman. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I want to throw this out there. Any any last thoughts or any other miscellaneous stray observations? Um, let me see here. Uh, I... I mentioned the lack of a backstory. Yeah. Uh, the Twilight Zone has a lot of like really likable characters. I don't feel like she's one of them. Um, she, she's kind of really brash, um, really unfriendly, and not not that these guys deserve her friendliness. I mean, Barney is a total douche. The Doctor is just—he is creepy AF. I mean, the guy is like. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because he's he's actually so creepy he's creepy enough that you actually start to wonder if there's something nefarious going on in this hospital you know <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe there's more to this than we're seeing um you know it's like some kind of american horror story kind of deal like american horror story hospital <laughs> you know and hey, hey you know uh, imagine lady gaga as the nurse right oh yeah <laughs> yeah R- room for one more Mm. Super oh, Bowl. And, <laughs> oh, and speak, speaking of, uh, hello, nurse. Um, <laughs> Arlene Sachs or Arlene Martell, I forget where how she was known at this particular time. At some point, she got married and changed it. Uh, she's hot. Uh, <laughs> you you know I'm right. She's hot. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. No, I like her a lot. And she's uh, actually uh, in a really great Outer Limits called Demon with a Glass Hand. Which is one of my favorite Outer Limits episodes, um, and uh, she's really great in that. She's also, uh, uh, she's uh, who is she? She's on Star Trek. Um, she's a Vulcan, like priestess or Aurora, to to pring to pow to something or I don't know. Topanga, anyway, just... Topanga from <laughs> Boy Meets World. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, you know, like I said, it doesn't really feel like a Twilight Zone, but I don't necessarily dislike it. Um, it's it moves along, you know. Um, yeah. It's not it's not boring. Um, moves along. Uh, what 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 would, what would you rate? What would you rate it? Oh, if you had man, to, I hate, I hate rating these. Um, I know. I, try, Every, I really try to not do it. Um, everybody I, I ask doesn't like it, but, but on they a do scale it. of one to ten, uh, whatever whatever one scale five? you choose, friend. Um, uh, I'm going to go one to 10. I'm going to give it a uh, (laughs) 6.5, which in grade terms would be a, that's a D, which that seems a little harsh, but, uh, yeah, I'll I'll say 6.5. Yeah. 6.5 is good. I think that's, I think that's a reasonable number for it. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not a it's not a failure. It's not a classic. It's not even a, one of the better episodes. But uh, it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And and it's got boobs. There are boobs. Did <laughs> I mention the boobs? And nice that, boobs. And that's what put it over the edge of of yeah. six point four. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. point point one seems a little low for the if we're going on size because I well. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I gave it like a, like a six, six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Sawas, who was in Final Destination. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Because, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. Like, it's just, it's just very self-contained. 
Just it's just there for the punchline, and there's there's not a lesson to be learned. The, uh, she, I mean, there's no there's no reason that we're like, oh, she's gonna learn a lesson or she's she's growing as a person. She's like, right. I'm scared, and now a lot of people are dead on a plane that just blew up. Right, <laughs> and it, it's it's interesting because she she. And this is just another thing I guess we'll never know. She was in the hospital with a nervous breakdown. But this all started once she got to the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. So she was – something was already going on with her before she got there. And all of this fear and anxiety and misery all culminated in, no, yeah, you had a perfect reason to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, she runs away screaming. So I'm not sure that she's ever going to look back on this and go, you know – Oh, thank my lucky stars! Like this is a, actually a good thing that happened to me. I'm I'm um, very I'm very fortunate. Yeah, that... I'm a lucky gal. <laughs> I'm a lucky stripper, a dancer, dancer. I'm a lucky dancer, dancer. Hey, can I can I just say can I just say like that that flight attendant at the end is like so un unimpressed or like <laughs> uncaring. She's like right. this, this lady is running away screaming, and she just like she's like calmly like gets back mm. in the plane, closes mm. the door. Mm. We get all kinds, all kinds. We get all kinds <laughs> up in here. A bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. A bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, to, to heck with her. Glad she's dead. You know, right. she doesn't yeah. care about her, her passengers. Hey, F them all, man. Everybody <laughs> on that plane. Maybe that's the lesson is this was a plane full of assholes and they, yeah. Yeah, there, there it is. There's, we Maybe. just, we came up with it. Maybe. I don't know. We'll remake I'd ask, it. I, I'd ask Rod, but he's not around. No. Alas, alack. Alas, <laughs> all of my uh, idols are dead, Brandon. I, <laughs> I know that that's that's depressing. I mean, David Gilmore's and uh, Roger Waters are still around for me. That's but... oh, true. No, that that true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But but I mean, but the rest of them, like Jim Henson, he's gone. Oh Rod, yeah, Rod Serling, he's gone. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's not let's not get too depressed. Um. <laughs> and get on to uh, a flight twenty two. Uh, yeah. so, so you, so you host between light and shadow twilight zone podcast, right? Uh, uh yes. Russ. And, and you, yes, I do. I do. Yes. Yes, you do. And you're, yeah. you're still going strong. Aren't you Craig? Um, well, I, uh, I talked to David Lawler the other day and he said, oh, you you're, <laughs> he says you're still going strong. So I'm going to, huh. I'm going to trust him. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, did you have him on your show? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what episode did you guys cover? Uh, he talks about static with me. Oh, I I was on his and we did uh oh my god uh Rip Van Winkle Caper and uh did you fall, over the rim did you fall asleep no okay no, I did not. um <laughs> no David's a cool guy um yeah um but uh you know I I I sort of made the executive decision to to take a little bit of a break oh. uh it it was like a really intense like four months and. Uh, that's, I mean, that's on me. Uh, um, the, my podcast takes a lot of time to produce. I mean, yes. way more than I would have thought it would have. And it was really, really, I mean, interfering with most aspects of my life. Right. Um, so I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a step back and just kind of not do it for a few weeks and see how I feel. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna lie it's been really nice <laughs> actually like <laughs> hanging out with my wife um you know and like watching tv once in a while yeah um, and she's like oh that's what you look like it's so good yeah. to see you again yeah <laughs> um 
yeah, actually, like, you know, went out with the with the fam, did a couple, you know, out for dinner, went out to a movie. It was like, this is, I remember this now. Like, this is actually <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, but again, it's completely my fault. Um, well, so, know. so I mean, the the thing about your show, you, you mentioned that there's a lot of production that you put into it. And I, yeah, I mean, this, the, my format is really easy, right? Or I just say, okay, let's, let's slap a, a theme song at the beginning, slap it on the end, and then do a little preparation, of course, obviously beforehand, and then just talk and just talk to people about the episode. Like that's, that's easy, but you, you have a more unique format where you actually, you have clips and you have, uh, you know, you do a lot of more research. Like I listened to the one um, about passage for trumpet the other day uh-huh. and uh, you know, you, you, you go in, you go into a, an aside about uh, jazz musicians, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the ones that they mentioned in the episode and like, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, I don't have the time, time for that. Or, uh, well, you the, probably the have or... a life. Um, <laughs> well, the skill, the skill is like looking at Wikipedia and then, then finding like YouTube clips of the songs. That um, stuff adds up. It does. No, it adds up in a huge way, but I'm also, and this is not me tooting my own horn. I mean, I, I tend to be really aggressively perfectionist mm-hmm. and I spend a lot of time, meticulously editing things. And that's, I mean, my whole methodology is flawed, obviously. I mean, if I didn't have a full-time job, you know, I mean, it would be very different, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my original plan when I was first sort of stepping into this was I was going to do, I, I mean, what you do, what Lawler does, um, you know, have a different co-host on each week. Yeah. It was going to be a lot more conversational. Um, and I think that even when I started, that was still kind of in the back of my head. That was kind of my intent. Like, okay, I'm going to just kind of start this off by myself, but I'm going to bring other people into it. It just never happened. And, you know, a few weeks in, it's like, I've kind of got a format established now. So to, to go to that would be disruptive. And, and I was also, I mean, I was, you know, a lot of my pre-production stuff, I was several weeks ahead on. So I kind of had already establish this thing and it was i had the next several weeks already kind of planned out so gotcha um but uh, and, and, I, and I i like i like that format right because obviously they're you know i have my thing lawler has this thing uh the the twilight pwn dudes had their thing mm-hmm. and um, well, i still do still yeah do. yeah yeah and in um yeah now they're on like the 80s version i think uh, actually, they've been doing night gallery. Oh, that's like right. one, they've been doing once a month night gallery episodes. Oh, that's right. That's right. But Fred, uh, Fred's actually a good friend of mine. Um, all right. If you're listening, hey Fred. Anyway, hey, <laughs> hey, hey Fred. Hey, uh, hey Fred. Uh, um, if you want to be on the show, I sent you some. I sent you some some DMs. So anytime, anytime. Uh, yeah. Fred's so, busy. Fred, Fred's busy. He's 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 a touring musician. He's got married recently. Uh, he's, Ex- kinds of stuff. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, yeah. But but no, I but so I do I I like I like your format because it is different than all of all of our other ones, right? Like and you have a unique way of presenting to, presenting it and I think I think that the the podcasts specifically the, the Twilight Zone ones need that need that different hmm. uh perspective. Well, you know, I mean as far as solo podcast goes, I mean there's a couple other ones out there. You've got uh uh, Matt's, uh, yeah. uh, my God, how did I An- forget the name anthology. of it? Uh, anthology. Anthology. Yeah, and obviously the granddaddy 
Tom Elliott's Twilight Zone podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, his is a solo podcast. Um, and he he's, I think, the one that we all, I'm speaking for all of us now, we all kind of defer to. Like, he is, like, he's the the OG. You know, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's the Twilight Zone podcast OG. Like that's that's the guy, and he he sets a really high bar. Um, you know, and his, you know, again his is solo. He he also does clips. He does a lot of research. He does a lot of, uh, um, uh, like uh, like actor bio kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean I love his podcast. Uh, so I mean if I had to you know. You you say mine's different. I don't know that it's that much different from his, other than that mine has a lot of stupid jokes in it. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of stupid jokes in me. So <laughs> the- yeah, ult- here's the thing. Ultimately, I wanted the podcast. To, like, okay, what kind of podcast do I want to listen to? Uh, that apparently is the kind of podcast I want to listen to. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It's awkward. I, I, I watch a lot of Conan O'Brien. I think that probably comes through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, um, not skitty. What's that? Like where there, there's like little, little sketches in, in, in between, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the downside to that is it's probably very, very apparent that it's mostly scripted, you know, um, you know, you, there's no spontaneity. There's no, conversational aspect unless you know i'm talking to someone else on the show but i feel like even then i i sound incredibly awkward um which you know but in an ideal world that would be appealing but i'm not sure that's appealing (laughs) yeah well like you know scripting the episodes i don't you know my thing is i can't usually i can't be funny unless i'm being like off the cuff so like even when I'm like doing these synopsises, I'm like uh, I'm writing it down like oh, this sounds boring. But then as I'm speaking, then I'll then I'll try to be funny, right? Uh-huh. But I'm still like going off a script, so everything seems seems kind of forced, you know. Right. But uh, you know, I think there's a, a real talent in in doing an entire episode that way, uh, and by yourself. That's yeah. that's the part that that impresses me most. Well, thanks. It's nice. You know, and I wanted to tell you too when you did your uh, season one wrap up show and you did that one solo, uh, I think you even made some comments about, you know, uh, I'd have to listen to it again to be specific, but you made some comment on there about just maybe you were uh, unsure of yourself doing solo. I thought you did fine. Um, You know, I, I'm incredibly awkward on the microphone. Um, and I, I felt like you did great. I, and I, I, I kind of always meant to message you that and say, Hey dude, man, you no, you sounded fine. Um, you know, there's a, I mean, there's a million podcasts, uh, and there's and a lot of them are hard to listen to, you know, and yours isn't one of them, you know, and even when you were by yourself that night, you, it wasn't hard to listen to. Well, well so thanks. there you go. That's my big compliment. <laughs> You're not hard to listen to, Brandon. <laughs> uh, I want to put that on on the website, a blurb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the critics say, you're not hard to listen to. Not hard to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, critics, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like I said, I I'm, I've enjoyed the last couple of weeks of not doing that. Um, but I feel like 
probably a few more weeks. And I'm probably going to be bored out of my mind and I'll <laughs> probably circle back around to it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to at least do another, another like run of like 13 or something just to, you know, yeah. and then see how I feel. Cause there's, there's a lot of episodes. My, my whole thing was trying to really kind of focus on the first season. And there's a lot of really good first season ones that I didn't get to. Uh, and uh, so I kind of, I know that I'm always going to feel like I should have went back and did more with it. Right. Um, so that, that's a perfectionist in you though, you know, you know, sure. Yeah. I mean, can you ever, you know, short of covering every single episode, you know, can you ever be done with the twilight zone? I mean, like Fred and John they they kept it going by doing something else, mm-hmm. you know, uh, has anyone else ever finished? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, think so. Maybe, maybe the uh, the dudes from uh, Game Informer they they may have finished, but they they like they they blaze through them like five at a time, was, like five per episode. I think was that the Twilight Highlight Zone? Yeah, yeah. They no, they did, but they it was so fast that I don't know that. I mean, I don't want to diss on them, but I don't really feel like there was. You don't know a if it lot. counts. <laughs> I, I, I well, <laughs> I, on a purely technical level, they went through the entire series. But you know, I don't know if you can really you know spend ten minutes on an episode and actually really even cover it. Uh, then there was the other. What was the, there was another one? There was another one with two guys, um, but they didn't. They only did like select episodes. Um, and then yeah. I think they they've been done for a couple of years now. I forget who what that one was yeah there's there's a couple extra out there that that are still out on like itunes and but they're not they haven't been updated since like 2010 or something yeah they're still higher rated than mine so (laughs) (laughs) i you know i just uh for me like like doing this i started it and i I have this weird thing where like okay i'm starting it i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it because damn it i have i have to yeah Uh, like when i wrote when I did the national novel writing month, I was like, God, this sucks, but I'm, I'm going to do my 50,000 words in this month. I, I yeah. have to, whether it's good or not. Um, and that's how, that's how it is with this, this, this show is whether it's good or not, I'm going <laughs> to get through 156 damn episodes. But no, and that's, that's great. And I think that, you know, on my end, my whole thing was, well, this is kind of like an experiment. You know, I'm going to see if like my blog translates to a podcast and which is really half-assed. And, you know, had I, from its inception, if I had done it really differently, you know, I, you know, cause I think my, I, I didn't think I was going to stop after three months, you know, <laughs> oh. that wasn't ever my plan, you know? So I, uh, you know, hindsight yeah well Uh, i i think you taking a break i think that's a good way to like recompose yourself and be like okay mm -hmm. you know what uh i'm looking back at it now because when you're in the thick of producing and and, uh recording and doing all doing all this editing you're not you're not thinking about improving right you're just thinking about getting it out there and getting it released right and so and so i mean even between season one and season two of this podcast i was like okay let me let me think about some of the feedback I've gotten or or things I've wanted to change. Like, okay, let's let's fix it for for next season, right? Yeah. See, and that's that's great. Here's here's another one of my failings, and maybe I can't take criticism, but as soon as somebody bitches about something on my podcast, it just makes me want to do it more. Like, what if you if you look at my iTunes reviews 
and there aren't very many of them, but there's one where this dude is just like, just ripping me a new one. And he, he's basically says, he makes some horrible comment about my quote unquote wife and quote unquote daughter. And I'm just like, mother effer. <laughs> I'm going to have him on for the whole show next time. Because I just like that, that to me is mean, you know, it's like, you're going to bring my family into this. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I mean, uh, the, yeah. the bits with them, the bits with them, you know, sometimes work better than others, you know, uh, you know, but I don't know. I guess for me too, I just, I really wanted to, ah, this sounds so stupid. I, I wanted it to be like, this is me doing this podcast. You know, yes, it's about the Twilight Zone, but it's me doing a podcast about the Twilight Zone. Yeah. So I wanted to like bring in as many elements from my actual life as I could. Um, and that I just felt like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, my family and I cut on each other constantly. So I just wanted to bring that element into it. Yeah. Um, and no, yes, but I, 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 I agree with that. I, I agree with, I, I like that idea of it's the, the podcast is about the twilight zone, but you know, it's about how the twilight zone, uh, affects you. Right. That's, that's why yeah. it's just right. the same thing with your blog. Um, right. And, exactly. Yeah. Not everybody gets that and not everybody appreciates that. And the ones that don't are the ones that usually give me the feedback. <laughs> so, um, you know, and obviously I, you know, I don't think you don't really do a podcast for other people. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're doing it for yourself first. Uh, I mean, obviously you're producing something for other people to consume, but um, you, have, you have to like it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like, I'm really bad at i say i want feedback but <laughs> i guess i want good feedback <laughs> if someone's bitching about it i'm gonna be like no this is how this is my show man you know yeah if you, if, you know you take you know if you you know you like aspects of it but not others i mean you, you know you're still gonna listen to it <laughs> yeah I, I, and, and there's a difference between like unconstructive feedback which is like hey your quote-unquote wife and quote-unquote uh, daughter and then, and then, you oh, know, by the way, just for the record, those are actually my wife and daughter. <laughs> they aren't, they aren't actors. Those are my actual, that's my actual family. You, you heard it here first. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But you know, there's like, they're not giving you constructive feedback in some of those comments. And usually those are the ones that, that go out there. Like the ones where like, you suck, go die in a fire. Like, well, I don't know how I can apply that to my, my podcast. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I've had other, like, like someone, uh, actually, posted this on Facebook on my Facebook page that, you know, they really wish that I, you know, didn't curse on the podcast. Um, the, and of course I, my immediate thought is, well, uh, you know, I mean, go back to the fifties then because, <laughs> and that sounds like, I mean, that sounds like such a dick thing to say, but I'm like, you're listening to a podcast that's marked explicit. What did you think you were going to hear? You truth. Know? truth. But, but you know, though, I mean, the, the fact remains that a fair amount of the fan base are older people, people that grew up with the show, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, maybe don't have my modern sensibility where the F word is completely <laughs> acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, I mean, I put it in business proposals, uh, you know, like my resume, <laughs> Christmas like, cards. You I'm, know? I'm an F and doctor, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, and, you know, and I actually, you know, now that I'm a, you know, 
a step and a half away from it. I, I kind of think about those things and think, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe not being explicit, maybe bleeping some things, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I kind of just left it hanging there. Yeah. And I will see. I, well, but part, honestly, I, if I come back, I feel like I should just do the exact same thing. <laughs> do, do you, you know, just I do mean, you boo. Yeah. Just, right? just do, just do you. Uh, you know, and, and make sure when you do yourself that you make that explicit as well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Is yeah. there any other way? <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, okay. well, uh, how, how can, how can people get a hold of you? Um, well, uh, I can be reached, uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you just, if you just do a search for twilight zone podcast on Facebook, you will find it between light and shadow. Uh, email uh it's zone pod at gmail.com uh uh yeah or you know i'm uh the podcast is on itunes it's on google play it's on youtube which is weird um because it's just a picture of the logo um i don't know if anyone actually listens to it that way but yeah um <laughs> all right well well thank thank you so much craig for for coming on the show i oh, man. thanks I for having me this was I, fun i appreciate your time and and your insight I, I appreciate yours. I, like I said, I mean, your show is good. I, I like your show a lot. I mean, I don't listen to all the Twilight Zone podcasts because who has that kind of time? Um, but uh, I do listen to yours and I enjoy it. Well, well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. That means that means that means a ton. Oh, I don't know if it's like like two tons. Of... Wow, <laughs> like 30, 30 tons. I want to keep that's, that. <laughs> that's a lot of tonnage, man. I don't know. I know. I know. You're it's overselling all, it now. And it's all it's all in my. It's all in my my belly. So you had me at fifteen pounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of you, there's a few ways to get a hold of the show. You can hit me up on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on email. You can call me eight six zero go tz pod. There's so many ways to to find me. Just just look for submitter for your approval. Or if you know if you're on Twitter, s four a s four y a underscore podcast. Also, I am on apatheticenthusiasm.com along with Apathetic Enthusiasm, the podcast, and a new Rick and Morty podcast. So, so check those out. And hey, if you're on iTunes, if you're on Stitcher, head out there. And I say Stitcher, but you know any any podcasting app, head out there. Send me send me a review. Send me any kind of feedback. I would love to hear it. But until next time, I am Brandon Cruz, and of course, this is submitted for your approval. 